Howdy, and welcome to Talking FM. This is episode four, and we've got a few different things on the agenda today. Uh, we'll have some save updates from myself and Henry on Henry's Scottish League 2 to Championship save, uh, my Salzburg Money in the Bank update. We'll talk about potentially having a guest on the show in a couple of weeks' time, and a new segment called Tweeter of the Week. But that's enough yabbering on. Let's get stuck into it. We'll start with uh, your save story, because I'm... I'm eager to hear what's going on because you've given me some teasers, but I'm not entirely sure. So please inform me and, and the listeners of what's going on in your current save. So I'm still with Sterling Albion. So I started in the League Two of Scottish football. So that was interesting. It's actually quite, I don't know if you've done much in Scotland, but there are only 10 team leagues. So it's quite fun. So you play everyone four times and they usually, everyone's quite similar standard. So it's, I got promoted by the playoffs in the first season. So up to League One. Then I won the league. So went up to the championship, which I was surprised about because I thought, geez, I didn't expect back-to-back promotions. The media predicted me in the championship to finish bottom. And I thought the first three or four games of the season, I lost them all two or three nil. So I thought, geez, this is going to be a hard season. Mm-hmm. Changed my, I was playing a bit of a direct counter-attack kind of thing, two strikers up front. So I changed a bit more to possession because I thought I've got decent players. Maybe if I just control the ball a bit more. Ended up finishing third. So went into the playoffs again, beat St. Johnston, which were a reasonably big team in the playoffs. I think 4-0 on aggregate. So I thought, geez, I'm going to go up here. And it's going to be back-to-back-to-back promotion somehow. Played full Kirk in the second round of playoffs because you have to win three rounds of playoffs to go up. So in the second round of playoffs, playing full Kirk, won 2-0 in the first leg. And all my players were absolutely dusk. You have games every three days. So I thought, oh, I might just have to give this player a rest. And he was one of my key players. Hmm. which I've thought about all night. Um, <laughs> three nil down. They scored the third goal in the 89th minute, which meant it was, they were up three to an aggregate in the second leg. And then I brought on a, a striker, took off my 20-goal season striker, brought on a guy that had two or three goals. He scored the equalise on aggregate and made it three each, went to penalties, and I realised my best penalty taker had six penalty ability. His rating was six. <laughs> So lost on the penalties, and I was pretty heartbroken. Mm, I can imagine. I was going to leave it. I was going to leave it for the night, and then I ended up staying up to two or three playing it. And you know the old one more game. <laughs> so the, so the four time. seasons going well. I'm going well so far. So I'm in September, and I'm second in the league, having only lost one game. Everything's looking good. Um, any players of note? Any big transfers, um, or are you sort of just done with what you've got? Um, I've I've had some. Good, I've brought in a guy who played at Chelsea on a free transfer, and now he's getting chased by all the top clubs in the Premiership, like the Scottish Premiership, so like Celtic Rangers, or wanting him. He, I'm playing him as a shadow striker, which I'm which I love. And One of the best last positions. season. He got ten goals, ten assists, which is pretty good for Scottish Championship. No, he's not. His name's Marcel Lewis. He's not a regen, so. Mm-hmm. You want to write that one down? Speaking of writing that one down, I forgot to raise this with you last week because we, yep. I think this came up when we first started the Money in the Bank Challenge and you told me you'd signed Nancy Univar. Yeah. And <laughs> I wasn't happy with that because, I mean, this is, this is just my opinion. I think it's cheap and a bit <laughs> on the level of save scumming if you just go and sign players that every other person on the planet signs. Yeah, I was doing it for the good of the billion pounds. I was—I wasn't thinking about what saves coming and what's not. I was just thinking about getting to that billion pounds. But um, well, I think yeah, we'll I explore agree. this a little bit later. But I—I I do think that it's a 
It's not on. It's not. It's not okay. No, it's, it's far more fun finding someone. You know what I mean? That no one really yeah. knows about. Oh, you absolutely. find it like oh, that's the fun uh, stuff. Yeah, oh, I agree. Um, so you're sitting pretty. You're looking like you probably will go up. When you Hopefully, said yeah. you said there's multiple playoffs, is that because there's like a the, the team that wins goes up and then there's like a six way playoff or something, or how does so the actual the, the first the team who finishes first in the championship is automatically goes up, and then the second, third, and fourth, third and fourth play each other off in a playoff. Whoever wins that plays against the second place. So let's say second and third play in the second round of playoffs. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins that then plays the team who finished second to bottom in the premiership. Ah, yep. So the okay. four, so the four teams in it are the second to bottom team in the premiership, and then second, third, and fourth from the championship. Yeah, it's hard when you get like the top leagues in world football all have you know twenty teams, eighteen teams. So you can't really justify having the seventeenth team in a play out. But especially in those small leagues, that seems to make way more sense. Yeah, it's, it's so much fun as well. Mm. I mean, as well, and it also means that. Why you play. Yeah, unless you're last, you've still got a chance to stay up too. Um, now, we've, we've had um, a little bit of a thought on perhaps a new segment that we can do weekly because, I mean, let's be honest, we need some more direction in this podcast. We're a little bit all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Tangents are not uncommon and we need a bit more direction. So I think one thing we're going to try and instigate now is a, a tweeter of the week. So we're going to look for um, the criteria for this is basically have we come across a Twitter account that we should shed light on because it's a really good Twitter account and it had posted some interesting content or something of that nature. Um, and now I've sprung this on you sort of last minute, so you don't really have one ready to go. But I've got a few, so I'm happy to do two. Yep. The first one is FM Renzi. Um, makes skins and makes the skin that I'm using at the moment, which is so much better in matches because you know how when you set up your when the game's simulating in a game and it's like just got the text commentary and the different panels that you pick to have up there. This one, his um, it has the full stat, so you can see everything from like your possession to your passing completions to your crosses, all that more than just like the match stats that are in the default game. And it shows both formations and the roles in both formations. So if you're playing against a good team, you can see what their formation is and what the roles are. So that's really fun. And it's, it really helps. So FM Renzi is awesome. If people haven't already come across his content, very small chance that you haven't. But if you haven't, look up FM Renzi. It's R-E-N-S-I. Um, and then the other one that I had uh, was um, a fella called Shrunaldo. Now, he does saves that I think you'd be into, Henry. And he's at the moment, he's doing one with, is it Ado, the Dutch uh, team? Den Haag. Um, yeah. yeah, Den Haag Ado. And I think I think the the uh, name for the blog is much ado about n- nothing or something <laughs> yeah, like that. I actually, I looked him up just before when you told me about him. I saw that. It's, yeah, he's um posted boring. some really cool stuff. Like he's got he's got the same sort of I think uh, view towards the game that a lot of people have, which is um, develop talent, nurture talent, and then try and keep hold of it. So he's very good, and he's he's one of the more interesting um, general tweeters as well. Like he put a tweet out the other day about. Uh, formation that he had and sort of asked, you know, if you were going to put the last person on the pitch, where would you put him here? Like, would it be attacking mid? Would it be centre mid? What role would they have? Um, And there was, going through the replies on that tweet, there were heaps of interesting ideas about tactics and that sort of thing. So he's got a decent-sized following, so there's good interaction on most of his tweets as well. Um, So if you don't already follow him, Shrinaldo, which is S-H-R-E-W, 
NALDO, just as it sounds. Very interesting. Um, I think he's... I think his profile picture is like Gandhi or something like that. <laughs> Worth a look. But yeah, we've, we've had a bit more action as well on Twitter through the week. We've, we're potentially lining up our first guest, which is exciting. I was going to say, my favourite, my favourite tweeter is Talking FM. Talking FM. So everyone Good should Twitter keep account. And get on it. Yeah. going to be pretty hard to find this podcast without already being familiar with Talking <laughs> yeah, FM's work. But, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but that does bring us a little bit to like the name of the podcast in... We're not just talking about FM to each other because let's be honest, that'd be boring as batshit after about six episodes. And we're currently at episode four. So we need to start, you know, spicing it up a little bit. Uh, and we're in, we're in talks to potentially have a guest. We won't say who it is yet, um, but hopefully we'll have more for you next week on that. One thing that we really wanted to do, I think, with the podcast is not just talk about our stories, but talk about everyone's stories because especially the people who, so people who blog a lot, and post up those the really awesome articles that you read, like when you're on the way to work or when you've got 15 minutes to kill. Love reading them. Uh, but I think it'd be even better to be able to listen to them uh, and have people who maybe don't have the either maybe the writing skills or just purely the time to sit down and write out a whole article. Talk to them about their saves. Talk to them about what got them into football manager why they love the game. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, we really want to explore with this with this podcast because it's, it's talking FM. It's not Luke and Henry talking about FM. So, <laughs> so I think that's something we're really looking forward to. Uh, and so we've already had someone approach us and say, "Look, we really like to, I'd really like to be, be on and talk about FM with you guys." And we think that's great, um, and that's something we really want to do. So, if you are listening and you want to talk about maybe a save you have, it might be that one wonder kid you had that basically broke the game. Um, it might be a tale of despair and sorrow like a lot of my saves are, then happy to hear it. Uh, it's, again, we're all about talking about what people love about Football Manager and that is the stories that come with it. So potentially a guest coming very soon. If you're interested in being on the podcast, just click us a message and we're more than happy to have you. And bonus points if you're Australian because there's not many of us out there no. that really love FM. <laughs> and um, their, their favourite wonder kid better not be someone that's known, otherwise you'll give them a slapping. Yeah, so on that, while we're on it now, what I don't, what I really hate, and this happens like, it happened at the start of the FM20 cycle and it happens every year. Every single team had Erling Haaland. And then now you look at it and every single team has Tenali. Every single team has Esposito. Like, can you get some creativity? Far be it for me to tell people how to play the game. But honestly, just sign a, sign a new gen from somewhere. I personally, I'm toying with the idea of, We've, we've talked about this a little bit and I'm planning on perhaps doing a YouTube series when I get back to Adelaide. I almost want to simulate like 10 years in the game to get rid of a lot of players yes. and then play from there. Because I feel like yes. when, you play with, when you play with new gens in the, in the game, like in six, seven, eight years, you have a lot better opportunity to scout players. Because people are like, you start with Manchester United and you start with... Uh, even like Salzburg, you've got all these young players in your system who are awesome, but you didn't get them there. So the f- part of the fun is bringing in the new gens and like scouting them from far-flung places across the globe. I agree. That's that's all something that's part of. It. I've thought that as well. I've always thought I wish I could start a save five years in. Mm. You know, what I, mean? I have a feeling. Well, that I guess might be why I can't something that should be done and something that hasn't really been done in, in the past by anyone else. I just and I, I think it's the other thing as well is you can like. You can pretty much just take a... Like, I know I've looked at it like in the Salzburg save, which I'll update you guys on in a little bit. I got the job offer at Real Madrid. And I thought, hang on, I could like... 
leave this here. And I had the same thing from Shulk the season before. I can just leave this here and like save it and come back. And I've got a game that's already three years in, you know, like the the super teams have been dismantled from what they were. The, some of the like strange things in the save have happened. Like in mine to not this season, just gone with the one before um, Ajax won the Champions League. So like they've got an unreal team and they've kept all their good players together. So I think that's part of a real interesting thing about when you start later. I agree. That's so, that's what I think is great about full managers, how different each save can be. I mean, on one save, Ajax will sell all their young players and their players that are worth money and be nothing special. And another save, they hold on to them and they turn into what Champions League winners. How unpredictable it is is what makes it so great. Signing players that aren't as well known is often better because you don't know what you're getting and that's the fun. You know what I mean? They could absolutely be shite pretty much. Or yeah, they could be a well beater. Well, if you look at if I, I'm looking at their their squad in in my game right now, so it's August two August 2022, so that's what three years into the game, four years into the game, and Donny Van Der Beek's still there, and he's the most sellable player on the planet because when you first <laughs> open the save, he's like, well, he's 22 years old, he can play every position on the pitch, and he's worth like maybe 20 million pounds. And you can pretty much sign him if you're at a big club for 30 million, 40 million, and you've got a player that plays in every position. But they've kept on to him here, uh, and he's now worth 66 million pounds. Like that's his value, which means you're not going to get him for under 100. And they've got uh, quite a few players like that. I think with the San Marino one, what I'm, what I'm going to do is I actually, I think I mentioned this before, I, I tried to do Red Bull San Marino, and I changed, like, I went into the editor and I made San Marino Calcio Club again. And, I made the facilities a little bit better than what they were listed at just because I sort of pitched it in my head as, all right, Red Bull have come in, they've put in money into the academy. And then I was getting awesome regen straight away, which was great fun. Um, I won't probably make it quite as OP if I do that again. But if I did that for 10 years, San Marino probably would have been out of Serie D, which is the hardest part of the whole save. And they would have been in, in Serie C a lot earlier. And then you can actually play the game. That's what I find sometimes can be the struggle is when you're plateauing for a manager, you know what I mean? When you feel like you can't really take it any further. That might happen in that San Marino. That's what it might be like is when you're in Serie D or Serie C and you can just feel like you can't get to the next level. Mm. Is when I think it can get hard. And sometimes, you know, you lose interest at that point, but it's all part of the fun. Yeah, yeah I agree. On, on, the, on the talking of save ideas before we move on to Salzburg, um, I've, I've had a couple... So obviously there's uh, the San Marino one. And I saw someone just, just moments ago um, tweet work with space on it because he was putting up things about his save idea for um, FM21 and he was talking about doing a... Uh, so the hardcore Pentagon challenge? Hardcore Pentagon, yeah. All teams yeah. that have never won a Champions League. I mean, when I did my Pentagon challenge, the one Continental Cup I won was with a team that never won it before. Norwich City. What was that? But oh, yeah. <laughs> That I don't think I could do it five times. And the only reason I could do that was because I had a, a billionaire come in and buy the team. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> How often do the takeover oh, rumours go for your saves? It's interesting. Like, I haven't had a lower league save in England for a couple of FMs now. And I feel like in English football is where it happens more often. But I know with San Marino, I have had a lot of rumours and it never eventuate. Uh, I had it happen at Norwich. I think it's it's sort of it feels like to me 
the more commercially viable viable a league is, the more likely it is to happen because you obviously yeah. have more more legit offers coming in. Good point. Does it happen much in Scotland? I can't imagine it does. I, that's I just had one. I obviously not shed loads of money is invest into the club, but it'd been lasting for about a season and a bit. Did all these rumours saying you know the chairman's not going to let go of the club, and then at the end of the season he sold the club. The finances didn't change. I'm not looking forward to the YouTube spam of Newcastle United saves. Yeah, I'm that's nice. gonna that's gonna do my head in. I think. So It'll be interesting the, at first. But... It will be. I mean, it's they haven't got the worst youth recruitment. No, they're okay. And well, I was talking yeah. to someone about it the other day, and it's kind of it's not too bad. Like it's not a good thing, obviously. A Saudi you know, coming in. And, bring billions into the club, but at least Newcastle are a big club. You know what I mean? They've been a big club in the past. They're mm. not just a nobody team that's been investing heaps of money and suddenly become... Yep. You know what I mean? If anyone yeah, deserves it, it's probably Newcastle. Yeah, they've been put through the ringer by owners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, another one, another idea I had, and this requires a bit of use of the editor, and I'm not quite sure how to do it, but I don't know what your knowledge of history is like, but... I wanted to split Spain into Castile and Aragon. I play um, another game called Europa Universalis, which starts in like 1444, I think. And basically, like, France is France. Spain is two separate countries. Um, and there's other, lots of other different countries all over the, all over the globe. Um, it's just like basically before big countries formed. And Spain is split in half. And so what you would have is you would have like basically Barcelona is in one country and then Spain and then Real Madrid's in the other. There's quite a few like reasonably sized cities in the country of Aragon. It pretty much is like the eastern third of Spain. And then the middle portion of the Iberian Peninsula is Castile. And then Portugal is the other third on the west. And I think that'd be really interesting because firstly, I don't know what, players in the national team currently like would split and go to different places. But if you had a player play for Barcelona for four years, he'd be able to get citizenship to play for this country. So I have seen um, different databases and stuff and things on the workshop about Catalan, like Catalonia splitting from Spain and mm-hmm. Catalonia having its own league, which has always been, I thought it's been interesting. So, obviously yeah, so, that's that's, something so Aragon is Catalonia. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the same, but that's the, where I think it'd be interesting because like, it is cool. Like you get a Spanish player, but there's so many good Spanish players. They deserve to play more international football, don't they? So you split them up. Well, that's what Bill Bow. I don't know if you know much about athletic Bill Bow. Yeah. Their they're policy is only signing players from the Basque region. Yeah. And that's really cool. Which, I like that. I'm, I I really, because obviously I love the whole like San Marino challenge idea and I like the Andorra one as well, but the Andorra one's a bit, um, it's been played a lot now. So I feel like there's not a lot of like, it's it's just, you know, it's been done. So there's other ones that, so like the Luxembourg one is interesting. There's, there's nothing beats the original, which is San Marino. Gibraltar is (laughs) interesting. I've seen some people do Gibraltar. I don't know what, I think I might've been watching Twitch and it might've been, I think Fox in the Box, he did one a long time a few years ago on on Twitch, and I think he got Gibraltar to be like the fourth best league in the world. <laughs> yeah, very early on in the FM20 cycle, I saw 
um, a database, which was the San Marino League, but the whole idea of it was a, a rich businessman had come in and put more money into it. And so teams had like a, a transfer budget of like a million pounds. It actually made the San Marino League viable. It made it sort of on par with, let's say, not quite the Austrian League, but around that mark. Like teams had yeah. transfer budgets and stuff and they actually had TV rights they could work with. That really interests me because having yeah. played in Austria, like... I've seen the, the issue with coefficients and whatnot because it's so weird. I, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me, but like last season in Salzburg, I had to qualify for the Champions League and then missed out. Yeah. And then this year, I went straight into the group stages, but the Austrian coefficient dropped. Confusing to me. You would know more having managed in Scotland more. Scotland's usually pretty good in terms of the coefficient. They usually go up, I've found. It obviously depends because mm. Celtic is usually pretty overpowered in Europe. Celtic are comfortably my most hated club in, not in the big five. (laughs) (laughs) Due to past experience? Due to being traumatised by them in the group stage a number of times. Uh, I'll give you you a bit of a wrap on Salzburg. Yeah. uh, Because I feel like that's, yeah, I mean, I've been tweeting about it on our our Twitter at uh, talking underscore FM on Twitter. I've been tweeting about it a bit and I've had some ups and some downs. I, I put out a tweet with a stunning... It was a 4-3 loss, but I came back from 4-0 down in the uh, first or the second knockout round of Europa playing um, against Shakhtar. Yeah, it was, I was down 4-0 at halftime in the first leg uh, playing in Ukraine. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get dismantled here. So I completely changed my formation. I put, up a, I put a bloke up front who had played two games for me because I had to sell both my strikers in the transfer window because this stupid bloody challenge. And... He scored a hat-trick in about the space of 20 minutes and I only lost 4-3. So returned home to, to Austria thinking all I need to do is win 1-0 and I'm going to win on away goals. And I proceeded to draw the game nil all. Didn't even, I didn't even have a clear-cut chance for the whole game. I had 65% possession and they didn't just park the bus, they parked the whole plane. It was unbelievable. They just sat in front of the net and I couldn't do anything. I tried everything. I'd bought Karim Benzema. He couldn't even like pass the ball. I think his pass completion rate for that game was like 43%. And he's got passing and first touch of 19. So I don't know what else I could have done. I've made some moves. In, in terms of just like the pure, like the challenge itself, um, I'm now up to 333 million pounds worth of players sold. The, the, headline, of, the headline of that is... Uh, the sale of obviously Sobolai. He went Sobolai. Yeah. yeah, he went for eighty-seven million to Arsenal. Um, in the most recent season, I sold both my wingers, so Vober and Christensen, and then sold both my strikers in the January window, which was Xerxes and, and Daka. I think I got for them. I got a combined about sixty-five million pounds. Didn't really sell anyone in the season off-season. Just gone. So obviously, I won the league because. It's easy to win the league in Austria. Um, yeah, I won the cup, so I've, I've my cup record is I've uh, won two, lost one. My league record is three and three. It was Salzburg's eighth win in a row in the league. Uh, I'm not going to lose the league anytime soon. There was a hiccup though. I did the last time I we I updated everyone. There was a bit of a hiccup, so deal, dealt with that, and we ended up only losing four games for the whole season. I had a look at the Austrian. Is Austrian is a Bundesliga as well. Yeah, they're Bundesliga as well. It's German, so yeah. They actually got some reasonably big sides, like Rapid VN. Mm-hmm. Those kind of teams. 
Like, yeah, oh, there's definitely what, like I recognize names when I started the save. I was surprised. Yeah, that's why I didn't realize how many I did like kind of know very well, but could recognize. Yeah, it's, it's by no means by no 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 trust me it's like every single I'll, I'll show you now so i'm i go to my team and i'll go i'll arrange it by ability and i'll go to a person in the middle so let's say a bloke i bought um dennis Va- dennis Vavro. uh he started yeah. the game at Is it like- uh, fc copenhagen yeah i bought him for 2.9 million and on the scout report he's uh over he's my second best defender Good rating for the senior team, star player for the Bundesliga. Um, I had one the other day, which is like this: this player is like um, potential to be a star in the Bundesliga, and it was their potential, and it was two stars. So like my team's yeah. that much better. And I mean, I've I've been through how I dis- I completely disapprove of people signing players that they didn't find themselves. Yeah, and yeah. I found this guy, and I'm <laughs> so pleased about it. And his name's Fasundo Palestri. And he's from Uruguay. And he, I bought him originally because I needed the inside forward on the left-hand side. And he's right-footed and he's actually, he's actually a winger on the right. So I decided, oh, I'll buy him and I'll just play him out of position and he can learn it while Matt Leckie plays on the right wing. I've since put Matt Leckie on the bench and put this bloke on the right wing. And holy, holy moly. Put, put 20 goals in the back of the net last season, assisted on 10. Um, playing as a winger on attack, not even playing as an inside forward, like just finds ways to to get on goal. His finishing's ten. Every other stat though is like it's it's more than good enough. He's got fifteen off the ball. He's got fifteen work rate, acceleration and pace above sixteen. He's an incredible player, but he's a, he's in the game. So if you look up for Sunda Palestri, you'll find him. Who was that? Who was that regen you posted um, maybe yesterday on the Talking FM? I can't remember his name. Maybe South American, definitely. South American regen. Not, not easy to work out because I'll just I'll arrange my team by Louis, nationality. Luis Antonio? Oh, Luis Antonio. Yeah, Jet. Is he uh, very good? Very good. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> he is. So I'll, I'll read you out his like, I'll, I'll, I'll set it to wing back. I'll set it to complete wing back and I'll read out the, the crucial attributes. So bear in mind, this kid's just turned 18. Um, so his physicals are 15 acceleration, 15 pace, 17 stamina. Uh, he's got 17 work rate, uh, decision 16, bravery 18, anticipation 16. Uh, his personality is fairly sporting. Uh, he's left-footed, but I'm improving his weak foot. Uh, his technique 16. Uh, his passing's 14, marking 13, tackling 13. He does everything. One problem. I only got one problem. Um, I bought an old mate from um, from Celtic, Greg Taylor. Taylor Obviously, yeah. Greg Taylor, very good player. I bought bought him for twenty million, so I can't just you know loan him. An astonishingly good player as well. So I'm rotating them both through the position. They're both four star ability. They're both very good. My what my plan is the reason why I won't loan out Luis Antonio is because I want him to be homegrown, and that so that's sense. something that I overlooked it in the save was, and I think this is a great thing to, to be reminded of if you don't already think about it, particularly when you're signing, you know, regens from other countries, is I completely disregarded the homegrown, like, my save. So I ignored the fact that, you know, I'm bringing all these South American players in and actually I currently have eight of them in my Champions League squad, which completely bit me in the ass because 
I ended up having a squad of 19 players to play in the Europa League last season. And that just simply wasn't enough. <laughs> I watched a video, I think FM Base posted yesterday about the best way to, for young players and depending on their personalities. Some players, it's best to loan them out, you know, three or four times. Other players, it's best to keep them at the club for a couple of years. Mm. Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, and I watched that one, I think, this morning. And yeah, it definitely was like, where was this video three weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> since, since watching it, it's sort of, I guess, nailed into me that I need to keep my good young players. So, for example, in my under-18s at the moment, it's pretty much like it's the United Nations. I've got two Argentinians... Uh, an Australian, a bloke from Belgium, a Serb, two two Spaniards, an American and a Turkish Turkish um, defender. All these players are players that I want to have in my first team eventually. I need to have them be here just to get the homegrown status. One thing I can't work out is where the hell it is in the menu. I was, I, you get an email every now and then about it. Yeah, that um, is you know, but the I, homegrown status. Yeah, I can't for the life of me find it. Because obviously when you play in England, it comes up all the time in yeah. like your squad view um, but it's not in this because it doesn't really matter that much in the Austrian league but yeah so Salzburg effectively I'm, I'm $333 million off, uh, ticked off which means I've painstakingly got to do this for three times as, for another like three times as long as I already have the league itself is potentially the most boring part of the save because you know you're gonna you can just you can be down. You can be down one nil after forty five minutes, but you know you're going to win three one. The sale of players is it's okay. It's I would say if you're going to if you're going to attempt this challenge, like do it with a team that you really are passionate about, because I just have no connection to this team, no. and it cha- I'm changing the entire roster every three years. So I will I will finish it. I don't know when, but I will finish it because right now all I'm thinking yes. about is San Marino and wanting to do that. It might it might only take you now another three years though to get rid of the rest of that money. Yeah, potentially. The other the other aspect to it is I feel like at any point I could blow the team up and get halfway there. Like I could sell all my good players, still win the Austrian league. I just suck in Europe. But you want it to be fun as well. You know what I mean? But I want it to be fun. I I wanted my as much as yes, I would love to just (laughs) sell every good player I have. I also want to do well in Europe because I'm yet to win a group. I'm yet to win more than like two group games in a season. And I just drew Man City, Atletico Madrid, and oh. AZ. Hopefully, then third place and go to the Europa League. Yeah, so I'm back to where I was <laughs> last year <laughs> yeah. in the Europa League. Man City actually they lost in the group. They bombed out of the group stage in the Champions League last year and didn't even make Europe, uh, the Europa League. They finished last in their group. So maybe, then, maybe they're there for the taking then. Potentially, potentially. But yeah. And by the way, I just, I just lost another penalty shootout. <laughs> <laughs> who, was, uh, who was the reason this time? We took five penalties and missed three of them. I think there's a few people to blame, but maybe I might start only signing players. Yeah, or you get your goalkeeper to take them, like Dr. Benji, and yeah. hope it works. That's all I've got for this week. Henry, anything else to add? Nope, that's all I've got as well. No, stay tuned, everyone. I am looking forward to um, our potential guests because uh, they've got quite an interesting uh, Twitter page that they're working with, and I really like the theme of it and the idea of it. And I think a lot of football manager players really enjoy their content. So stay tuned for that one. Hopefully, we can talk more about it next week. Exciting. We have them on. It is exciting. We've talked about it a bit, and we're looking forward to it. Um, other than that. 
hope you've enjoyed today. Uh, stay safe, everyone, in all this corona business and stay healthy. Um, but until next time, uh, I'll see you around. I'll see you around. It's been great fun. We'll see you next week.